Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Better Podcast. My name is Evan Lynch and as always I am your host. Lads, today we've got a really interesting uh, episode ahead. So this this is actually based on a case study that I've just recently had with a client. Obviously GDPR reasons and client privacy, you're not going to know who that is. But suffice to say they were having some incredible cramping issues and some of the things that would have been considered, I guess, just the, the general consensus were proving not to be very, very effective. So we we did some investigations. There was a multidisciplinary approach and suffice to say, but I learned quite a lot. And you know what? Um, I am good at what I do, but I will hold my hand up and say I don't know everything and I relish experiences like this where I can come together with a group of other professionals and, and look at a case and come to a solution. So this episode is a deep dive into cramping and all of the nutritional, I guess, considerations that you might want to look into if you are cramping prone to it or you are a coach who has a client who is cramping an awful lot. So let's get into it. And just before we do get into that episode, actually, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, as usual, I will be taking two weeks off around Christmas time, um, especially now as I have a small family. So if you're looking to get in touch with me or you're looking to do some work with me in January, please do get in touch sooner rather than later. There are about two, three spots left for the January online coaching intake. So if this is something you are interested in, please get in touch. Um, I'm hoping that my new co-host Gary will be on for the next episode. I have yet to publicly uh, release Gary or do a bit of a, an expose on him, but that's coming soon as well. And we have a couple of exciting projects coming along in the new year. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, or your ears even if you're a frequent podcast listener and uh, yeah let's let's strap in for an interesting episode so when we're talking about cramps you know what what is a cramp is it a pain is it uh you know do we define it by seconds where it is how long it lasts, how intense it is. The simplest way to define a cramp is as follows. And it can be defined as a sudden or involuntary contraction of your muscles. So in the context of this podcast and the clientele who are listening, we are looking more specifically at exercise associated muscle cramps. Okay, 
So this is a prolonged contraction of a muscle that is brought about as a result of exercise. And there's a couple of factors there. It's a multifactorial process and we'll get into it. And there's a key distinction there between general muscle cramping and exercise associated muscle cramps. And this is where my clinical bias may have gotten the better of me. So in, in clinical settings, it is well established and well acknowledged that electrolyte imbalances, dehydration, even certain medical conditions like glycogen, um, storage diseases, hypo or hyperthyroidism, certain medications like albuterol or statins can cause cramping. For the most part, low sodium levels or dehydration are going to be your, your main uh, mover there. And it's, it's well established that those are two causal correlated things. So when I get someone who's cramping, I have a tendency to assume, no, you're just dehydrated or no, it's, it's probably just a salt imbalance. And that's for general muscle cramping or systemic cramping. That that's true of cramps that happen unilaterally or not unilaterally, but bilaterally is in could happen in both legs, both hands, total body. Whereas if we contrast that, exercise associated muscle cramps typically happen in one calf, one hamstring, one glute. So it's not a systemic thing. And that's really interesting and important because what the research has shown is that hydration status and electrolyte status doesn't predict who will or will not cramp. That's to say that between people who do and do not cramp, there is no significant differences for the most part in their electrolyte or fluid balance, which is contrary to popular belief. It challenged some of my perceptions and biases. So I think it's important to acknowledge that it's not that hydration and sodium balance are totally irrelevant. They are absolutely a player in this game. Um, it is not possible or hasn't really been done where you might measure intracellular electrolyte balance. Um, so that might be different. And also to get the initial voltage change in your muscle to cause a muscle contraction. So just to peel back a second there, how muscle contractions work in the first place they're governed by nerves. So you have alpha motor neurons in your spinal cord. They cause this excitatory signal, causes your muscle to contract. To get that happening in the first place, you get an influx of sodium into a cell and potassium goes into your bloodstream. That generates ATP. Calcium is released from the sarcoplasmic reticulum in your muscle cells and that calcium binds to troponin and it causes what is called a sliding filaments so myosin and actin fibers bind together pull they pull towards each other your muscle shortens or contracts so sodium is involved in step one of muscle contraction causing the change in electrical voltage or the charge i suppose for the subsequent steps to happen so it's not irrelevant it is important and if you've ever heard me talk before or you're familiar with sports nutrition or general guidelines electrolytes and hydration balance are important for a whole host of other reasons there are many reasons you would want to have adequate hydration status as opposed to just cramping i'll get back on topic for now so that's that's myth number one busted it's not just sodium it's not a case of you're cramping have more salt um that might actually be a bad thing to do in some cases it might make you sick because salt is very osmotically active uh, it's about getting that balance right so 
to to peel back a little bit when we're looking at the physiology of cramping so i've just briefly talked about it there so you get that voltage change with the sodium potassium pump you get that calcium release you get those muscle fibers binding and contracting and i mentioned alpha motor neurons um, <clears throat> those are what cause the contraction signal in the first place so if you get increases in alpha motor neuron or AMN activity, your muscles are going to contract. You do also have something called a Golgi tendon organ or GTO. That's kind of hard to say. And that uh, releases this inhibitory afferent signal for your muscle to relax or to, to decontract. So exercise is actually really, really fascinating and really complicated. Something as simple as walking okay maybe it's not it's not that simple we do it automatically that is a huge harmony of synchronicity between signals both inhibitory excitatory relaxing in nature balance uh, proprioception to move you in the right direction for hundreds of different muscles tendons ligaments it, it's really interesting coordination and balance are complex and fascinating anyways Back, back on topic so we have contractions we have what governs them um roughly speaking there's one other pathway i want to uh, mention right here because they absolutely need a, uh, a mention and that is transient receptor potential channels okay so what the hell are those well transient receptor potential channels are I suppose receptors, if you want to call them that, that are found in your mouth and your esophagus for the most part. And this is where pickle juice can come into play when we're talking about muscle cramps. I'll get to it a little bit later. But what you need to know is when you innervate or stimulate these TRP channels by ingesting something pungent or highly aromatic, you get this neural reflex, okay? And that causes almost a complete inhibition of AMN activity. So the pickle juice study showed initially when you consume about 30 to 60 mils or a little shot of pickle juice that a muscle cramp completely subsides within 30 to 35 seconds. And it was initially thought that that was down to sodium balance and hydration status um, because pickle juice would naturally have a lot of sodium in it. And when I first heard of pickle juice, that was also my initial thoughts that, oh, it must just have lots of sodium in it or it must be like a natural isotonic or a placebo effect. I wasn't aware of this. It's a really fascinating stuff. So there, there's a couple of things that are involved there in terms of governing muscle contractions and cramps or exercise associated muscle cramps. Other than that, during exercise, if you think about what happens during exercise, you get tired, you build up lactate, you get these um, exercise byproducts causing localized cell damage or um, cell destruction. And generally speaking, that, that's kind of expected and that's what builds the, the basis for recovery. But if we take a race or a real tough session, we push someone to their limits, that's, that's where cramps tend to kick in. It doesn't happen in your easy morning runs or your leisurely weekend cycles or strolling to the shop. It, they happen when you don't want them to happen. And there's a few reasons for that. What they've found is that even historically, when people get really, really tired or they're involved in repetitive muscle actions, 
cycling, running, swimming, digging in coal mines was where this really started. Um, muscle cramps were, were pretty pretty common, pretty commonplace. Um, and that is because fatigue and localized cell or exercise-induced muscle damage, they can alter the way nerve signals move through our spinal cord from our muscles to our brain. And what has been seen is that when people get tired or they build up lack, a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Tate, the alpha motor neuron signaling increases dramatically and your GTO, Golgi tendon organ signaling, decreases. So you get this imbalance between contract signals and relaxed signals, so you end up with a muscle cramp. So if we can acknowledge that, take that as a fact and peel back for a second and look at what nutritional interventions can we put into place for someone you know, maybe to prevent fatigue kicking in or maybe to prevent muscle damage kicking in and we'll do what we need to do to keep them well hydrated and keep their electrolyte balance stable, even though it's not the main player. Let's let's take a look and let, let's see what we come up with. So number one, the number one thing we want to do is make sure an athlete has plenty of glycogen in their tank. So glycogen availability is really, really important. And this has nothing to do with muscle cramps, initially speaking, but it, it, it paints the picture, it adds to the narrative. The research is clear that it's metabolically very inefficient to oxidize fats versus carbs. And when you're in a scenario where you're likely to experience muscle cramps, you're pushing yourself. So you want to be using carbohydrates. Those are your high intensity fuel source. Number two, rate of perceived exertion and lactate levels increase dramatically when you're not using carbohydrates or when you run out of glycogen to burn and then you're relying on fat. And number three, central and peripheral fatigue happen or they occur or they, they start to come on quicker and more severely in the absence of glycogen or carbohydrate availability. So when we're looking at this, it, it paints the picture that muscles get tired quicker and are exposed to much more lactate when an athlete doesn't have enough carbs in their system. So we can go with a general recommendation of five grams per kg per day, that's your baseline, adding in about 60 to 120 grams per hour on top of that. And what we don't want is we don't want an athlete going an awful long time without carbohydrates. So we want that glycogen availability to be high all the time. So frequent feedings, getting some carbs in before bed, not doing too many fasted rides, if at all, even, they're not really beneficial. And making a systematic approach for taking on sports drinks, gels, foods, whatever it is, on the bike or on the run or in a triathlon or in a pool or whatever it might be, that's really, really important. And that's actually considered one of the mainstays of nutrition prevention of muscle cramping. Second thing is make sure an athlete is well hydrated and that can even come into play for hot weather. It can come into play for acclimatization. The, the reason being 
if your core temperature starts to rise, what you will find is you get much more thermal damage. You're using up your glycogen at a much, much higher rate. Your rate of perceived exertion is going to go through the roof. You're going to get tired quicker, effectively and essentially speaking. And as you get dehydrated, more more blood, sorry, more blood is redirected to the surface of your skin to keep you cool, so you sweat more. So your muscles have comparatively less to work with, which is interesting, and you have less blood flow to your adipose tissue. So you, you run into um, a supply problem for both glucose and fatty acids. So you might find that you're, you're starting to do anaerobic respiration there to a higher degree than you would like, and you make lactate at a higher, higher point than, or a higher rate than is desirable. So for hydration guidelines, 35 mils per kg of body weight is your baseline. Do your sweat test, find out what your hourly sweat loss rate is and look to replace that accordingly. And you want to be taken on um, isotonic fluids. Uh, so that, that is about 135 millimolars per, per liter of sodium. Or for most people who might work in milligrams, you're looking somewhere between 500 and 1500 milligrams of sodium per hour. So if you're a salty sweater or a very heavy sweater, you might want to go a little bit higher in the sodium intake. That's really about it. You can do sweat composition testing, or if you get salt deposits on your clothing, assume that you might be a thousand milligrams plus. To make your own sports drinks, two to three pinches of salt an hour is absolutely loads. Um, and that's generally speaking, that's hydration. If you're training or competing in hot conditions to improve your hydration management or your heat, body heat management, using some ice slushies before your event might be a good idea to prevent that core temp rising too much. And then doing something like glycerol monosterate, so about one to 1.2 grams per kg of body weight, mixed in with about a liter to a liter and a half of fluids and some sodium. That is essentially the fluid equivalent of water loading. So dehydration is less likely to kick in. Um, <clears throat> that's gonna have a role, not a massive role to play in exercise associated muscle cramps. It is important to acknowledge them. Moving on then from fuel, from hydration, the last two things that we might look at for exercise associated muscle cramps would be Lactic acid buffers, so using something like beta alanine, um, which will increase your body's carnosine levels. Carnosine is a natural lactic acid buffer. It also helps you get fatty acids into your cells, so that can be useful as you get tired or your body's natural stores tend to run out. You can have a glycogen sparing effect with that as well, which is really interesting. Six grams a day for a couple of weeks. It takes a couple of weeks to build up. You might get some face tingling or paresthesia with that, but what that might do, and this is going to be one of the interventions moving forward with my athlete who has cramping problems. The athlete showed that when he would jump on a bike, as soon as the intensity dramatically increased, i.e. a sprint, king of the hill, um, trying, to, trying to move up the road a little bit or cover a move, he's a cyclist. Um, it's with those sharp increases in intensity is where the cramps would come. And clearly it was a result of just going over a lactate threshold and massive lactate accumulation happening in a short period of time, causing muscle damage, 
causing disruptions in the nervous signaling, causing an electrical misfiring and a cramp. So if you have beta alanine supplementation on board, that might just prevent that. And that is used in some team cycling events for longer road races, and it has been beneficial. What I've also heard and what I've seen, um, this is anecdotal now, I haven't had a chance to fully look into it yet. Sodium bicarb supplementation can be useful for shorter events or time trials or sprint triathlons, even if that's something that is of interest to you. Uh, and if you are a cramper and it has the same effect, it's a lactic acid buffer, you might find that using those two things under supervision, of course, um, it might just help prevent that rapid muscle damage associated with a sharp increase in pace or an intensity injection, and it might just stave off that cramp. Last thing, nutritionally speaking, is the, uh, the transient receptor potential channels. So really interesting. So when these are activated by pungent or aromatic foods like menthol, so L-menthol can serve two purposes. It can innervate this response and it can help minimize your perception of heat. So that's that's pretty handy. Um, camper, it's, a, it's used in Vicks. It's what give it, gives it that kind of distinctive uh, smell. Cinnamon and even ginger can be can be used to innervate these TRP channels. For the purposes of sports nutrition, we're gonna look at pickle juice, 30 to 60 mils of pickle juice and a new product called Hot Shot. So this isn't, again, it's not product placement. I'm not sponsored by these guys. Just from my own research, I came across them and it seemed to be aimed at anti-cramping. So either of these products, when you ingest them, it causes a huge um, inhibition of alpha motor neuron activity. And as a result, within 30 to 40 seconds, cramps essentially subside. So that can be the, the final element of, um, of your anti-cramping nutritional protocols, having a little shot of that in your back pocket for when the intensity ramps up. So that's kind of it to summarize all of the carbohydrates remain hydrated get some lactic acid buffers in and your your pungent stuff your pickle juice or hot shot might just keep those cramps at bay and to put this in context as well nutrition is but one of the elements here it's considered that it's more so neuromuscular in nature and that training getting used to the stimulus and intensity achieved on race day or in competitions is vital getting someone their snc uh, coach or maybe looking at their strength and conditioning getting that in order uh, watching for past or recurring injuries and rehabbing them it can even come down to biomechanics whereby one muscle could be overcompensating and doing a lot much or a lot more and too much work um, compared to what it should or can handle, resulting in localized muscle failure and a cramp. So from the nutrition point of view, this is really it. These are the moving parts. This is what you want to look at. If this is something that affects you, um, I hope you find this episode useful. I have also just released and uploaded a video on YouTube covering this topic. So you can have a look at that. Um, just Google, Google it YouTube nutrition management of muscle cramps and you probably find it and if you want to get some one-to-one -one help with this 
above in the show notes there'll be a link to book a consultation with me or to get in touch or if you follow me on instagram just send me a good old dm and we'll have a chat and see if we can get that issue sorted for you so that's today's episode guys i hope you found it helpful please like it share it subscribe do all that nice stuff tell a friend about the podcast if you find it useful that's going to help me get this podcast to grow and that in turn will enable me to spend more time doing it and putting the research in to give back to you so yeah until the next time catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started